You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I appreciate you tuning in this week as we are learning how to pray well for our brothers and sisters that are in law enforcement. You know, we're going to have an Adopt-A-Cop prayer partner program launching this Sunday. And so I just thought it'd be worth our time to really think about how we can pray uh, for the men and women that keep us safe in so many ways. Well, one of the ways I want us to get a little closer to that is I thought we would sit down and talk to some Carterville folks uh, who have served our community this way for years. And so today I have Mark Hicks as our guest. So Mark, thanks a ton for being a part of the podcast. Absolutely. So I'm just going to introduce you real quickly, then I'll let you tell us some more things. So Mark, you've been at Carterville, um, I think longer than I have. I know when I came to Carterville, you know, I knew you and Lisa and, you know, Tori came up through the youth group. I remember the day that your daughter Tori was was saved at children's camp was a fun day Mm -hmm. for me. I just, your family is really special to me. And then more recently, you know, you're serving our church, helping coordinate some security and you're doing a Man, just thank you. You're doing a fantastic thank job you. of that. But today, um, you're going to help us understand how to pray for law enforcement because you've spent a lot. Of, I know you've been military. You've also been law enforcement. Would you give us just a little bit of an update on your background in law enforcement? Well, I guess it really started uh, when I was in college. I was a dispatcher for the Clinton Police Department. Okay. I, I was in school at Mississippi College. And uh, so um, I kind of learned law enforcement from the ground up. So I started out dispatching and... Uh, when I graduated from Mississippi College, I was actually uh, the second criminal justice graduate from Mississippi College. Uh, they started a criminal justice program, and uh, I, I graduated with my bachelor's in '85, uh, fall of '85, and uh, started working for State Narcotics right out of college. I worked uh, almost a year with the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics. And at that point, I had an opportunity to transfer over to the state alcohol beverage control. So I, I was an enforcement agent with the ABC, and uh, we chased bootleggers and moonshiners. And uh, <laughs> I would love to yeah, hear some stories one day. I've got some stories. I could write a book, but uh, I did that for uh, 29 years. Okay. My last 10 years, I was actually statewide director of law enforcement for the ABC. So I actually worked in Jackson and. Uh, and lived in Jackson during the week and did the commute thing, came home yeah. on weekends. So, but uh, I also, uh, I was in, a, I did 25 years in the National Guard as a military policeman and an investigator for the Army. So, yeah. I, you know, that's close to home. We've got a, uh, a friend of mine at church who is active as an MP right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, and that he spent last week in Washington right. just trying to make sure there were no protests and. Away from his wife and kids. Yeah. Hey, thanks, thanks for serving in those yeah. ways. Are you still working with the local law enforcement some? I think yeah. you still do um, some SWAT training. And stuff. Right. When I retired from uh, the state, uh, Leonard Fuller was a pedal chief at, at that point. And uh, as soon as he found out I retired, he called me up and wanted me to come work part-time. And so I, so I helped with training here. I'm over the SWAT team, and, and I still work. I actually get out and patrol some when, when an officer needs a break. So... Um, stay stay pretty active uh, up here. So you've seen this um, for a long time, mm-hmm. and from an interesting vantage point, you're also mm-hmm. you know a father and a husband and a churchman. I mean, you're very faithful at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you, I think you have a great perspective on helping Carterville know how to pray mm-hmm. for law enforcement mm-hmm. from what you've seen. You know, Mark, what are a couple of things you would suggest to us um, when we adopt our prayer partner next week and we start trying to pray for this person, you know, by name three times a week for the rest of the year? What are some things that you'd encourage us to remember? Well, first and foremost, I think we need to pray for officer safety, that they're safe out there doing their job. And, uh, and then for the families. Law enforcement's tough on families. Um, you, you work in shift work. These guys up here work a month on the day shift then turn around and do a month on the midnight shift and they work 12 hour shifts. Wow. And uh, so a lot, of, a lot of time away from home, you know, and, and sometimes they miss those special events and it can be tough on the family. So peace at home and, and most, uh, I think most the, uh, you know, the wives, or the husbands, when you're talking about law enforcement, you know they know what they're getting into. I think, but sometimes they don't really realize how much right. stress that can bring on a family. Sometimes, and so pray, pray for the families, pray for their safety, and um, because it can, it can, it can be tough. And uh, when you know, it's uh, and like Chief Hyatt mentioned, uh, you know, missing. Uh, having to work extra jobs on top of that and that's more time away from the family because a lot of these guys don't make a lot of money you know well and when you know what i find even you know in my marriage to Lindsay, right mm-hmm. is that when i'm tired or stressed mm-hmm. or emotional yeah. marriage is harder too sure you know and sometimes mm-hmm. you do go home a little distant or with a little mm-hmm. bit of a short fuse and gosh that's just that's hard you know i never try to uh and it is and and police officers internalize a lot of things Right. There's no doubt, you know, and I did that for years. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't talk about work a lot. I tried to put it in a box and I, and it worked for me. And for some people it doesn't, you know, and it's, uh, it can cause some stress at home. There's no doubt. And so, you know, and I even just as a pastor, I mean, I just, I'm am sure that the Lord works in the jobs that these guys do. And I, I want them to have a relationship with the Lord. I want them to see his hand. I want them to you know, to grow in Christ even while they're serving the community. And that's just one of the things I'm gonna be praying for, even in their marriages, in the way they're interacting with the other guys and gals that they work with, you know, I mean, all the little things. I know it's a, a very high stress, you know, uh, situation, but I just, I wanna be praying for them, for their emotional health, for their spiritual health, you know, their, their job at home, their physical safety. Mark, let's let's shift gears and go this direction. So, you know, in all your years, you've seen all kind of stuff, but I just, you and I talked about a story, something that happened recently, and this is a part of policing that people don't think about, right? Mm-hmm. There, that you and lots of other officers could tell story after story of how you went the extra mile just to care for somebody, how you saw something people didn't expect. Mm-hmm. But um, you and Matt Shepard from our church mm-hmm. were on patrol together. You guys were on a stakeout for a whole different kind of crime, right. but you got called in on something. Tell us tell us what happened. Yeah, we had a 911 call in and, and uh, the dispatcher, it was kind of an unknown trouble call because they could hear somebody that sounded like they were in pain, but they really couldn't communicate well. So we didn't know. We had an active 911 call. We didn't know what was happening. So uh, Matt and I responded over there, and uh, there was a note on the door that said the, the resident at the house was deaf and uh, to, to knock loudly. So. Uh, we couldn't get anybody to the door, so we had the fire department come by. We actually forced entry into the apartment and found an elderly lady back there who had fallen and had 
apparently broken her nose. Uh, there was there was blood all over the the place, and uh, we uh, we did our best to comfort her. And uh, I really you know really felt sorry for her. She lived alone there. She she had a disability, and uh, you know I think part of being a warrior is is people don't think about it in the sense that it, it, part of that's taking care of people. Yeah, and taking care of those who can't can't take care of themselves. You know, and. Uh, it just, I just really felt sorry for her being in that circumstance and being alone. And, uh, you know, a few days later, I, I took a cake over to her house and uh, I wrote her a note. And I could just see her. She was badly bruised from the fall, but I could just see her face light up that somebody just took time to come by and and uh, and uh, see how she was doing after she, she fell. So, uh, you know, some people, we're the last hope some people have, you know, and... and when they come to when you know when people come to you for help whatever whatever the situation is a situation like that or or somebody who's having to, you know domestic problems or, or whatever you're their last hope sometimes and you can never take that lightly yeah that's a, that's a big responsibility mark over the years i've heard stories you know of uh, police officers who get called into a hard situation mm-hmm. you know and go back um you know, the next day or the next week and, you know, maybe sometimes even have a fundraiser to help a family mm-hmm. or, you know, give a kid a bicycle that, you know, yeah. had something stolen or mm-hmm. uh, take a gift card to somebody that suffered. But like, people don't hear those stories. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just, man, I appreciate the, especially the believers in law enforcement who are trying to show the love of Jesus and That's take right. care of the least of these. That's right. Hey, thank you for your service, Mark. I appreciate the way you take care of us. Thank you. All right. Well, church family, I hope you will, you will be a part of our prayer effort for local law enforcement. Can't wait to see that kick off. Uh, you'll have more details this Sunday, so you can tune into the live stream or join us in the sanctuary and you'll find out what you need to know. So thanks, church.